And takes him over. Crotches him. Body slam. And the little Aussie going to town. Idle caught in the corner with Rich. Hey, man, let me tell you something about superstar Bill Dundee. I work with Superstar, man, night after night after night, man. I learned a lot from that guy. Big as a minute. Maybe he's 5'7". Should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, had tremendous fire. Had tremendous uh, mean streak as a heel. Uh, was a great trash talker, a great promo. Uh, I loved working with Superstar Bill Dundee, man. Now, I know some people say, well, he's bragging today, he's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the people's brother. Team around here. We done whooped them all, brother. And if they line them up now, we could do it again. If you took the Road Warriors, Jerry and I could whoop them. If you took the Freebirds, Jerry and I could whoop them. If you took the Rock and Roll Express, Jerry and I could whoop them. We whooped Joe LaDuke, Jean-Louis, the Valiant Brothers. We done whooped them all. We could beat the Fabulous Ones. We could beat the Sheep Herders. We could whoop everybody, brother. Now, I know some people say, well, he's bragging today. He's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the people's brother. The King and the Superstar were near on, Jack. They're the best there is. And that's all I got to say. Welcome to the Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories Podcast. This is Rex Luther. Superstar and I will be joined today by David Haskins, or you better know him better as Davey Rich, one half of the championship tag team, Party Boys, with Johnny Rich. He'll let us know how he got his start, how he became a Rich, and what he's up to these days. Also, the Superstar is going to share with us an angle that Cowboy Bill Watts actually worked on the WCW WTBS executives. Also, as promised, the talk of the town, Dustin Starr is going to be here to fill in all the details on his new championship wrestling television program soon to air in the Memphis television market. So sit back and enjoy Superstar Bill Undies Wrestling Memories. This is a guest I've been looking forward to. I've known him for over 30 years and uh, glad to reconnect and hear all about what he's got going on. Welcome, David Haskins. What's going on, Dave? Man, I'm doing great, guys. How you guys doing today? Doing good. Hey, uh, David, you stay pretty busy. Uh, a lot of fans want to know, uh, how'd you get your start in wrestling? Well, I actually played some grew up, of course, in the Memphis area, uh, watching everybody's heroes, you know, Bill Dundee, of course, uh, Jerry Lover, uh, handsome Jimmy Baggins, you know, Jerry Jarrett, all the, all the legends of the 70s, and, uh, and, uh, the, um, I was playing football at Memphis State, and one of the ex-players, one of the ex-players, uh, actually had started wrestling. His name was Mike Stark, and Mike was wrestling as Lord Humongous. And uh, he actually came out to a practice, and he was telling me all about it. And I told him I had grown up a big fan, and you know, I had the mullet. I saw the two up on the one of the match guys, and. Uh, and he, uh, he said, well, just drive down in the movie night, pull into the back, they got no gun. You know, he said, don't, do not stop, or that's going to run everything. Well, you go on, you walk in there like you know what you're doing, and find Jerry Lawler and uh, tell him you want to be a wrestler. So, <laughs> I, I, they didn't throw you out on the street? <laughs> Oh, hey, you know what I pull up, you're a nerd, all the gunners are telling 
Bill, could, couldn't you see him pulling that off? Just the, yeah. I'm just country bumpkin. I don't know no better. You knew what yeah. you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got the first first deal with me working. So, uh, so I, I pulled up in and I was just like, man, I'm going to
outside and I can't, they didn't throw Ken Thames in there. He, he, he just wanted to get a payday. <laughs> but, uh -oh. Uh -oh. fabulous hey, Fargo. Well, you know, uh, Ron Starr and Bob Holly were in the tag team mix and the Batten Twins. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Batten Twins. I told Bill just last month, I said, in Rollersport, Mississippi, I, I remember a tornado stopped the mattress, but uh, uh, Fred ate like 18, 20 hot dogs, just boom, just sucked them down, just nothing. But, uh, and, uh, and uh, Rock and Roll Express came through there too, and uh, we had a good old tag team tournament mixed up. Now, did you, you were teaming with uh, Shane, uh, was it, uh, Sean Baxter? Sean Baxter. Tarzan. Yeah, Did you know Tarzan Baxter? Yeah, I haven't yeah. had that name yeah. in 20 years. His son uh, drove yeah. a little red Fiero and uh, Sean Baxter had, right. the, had the rock and roll hairdo. And, uh, yeah, Jim, he looked like he walked right off the poison video. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. every partner, I'm glad you got a little, well, you did get dropped on your head and get sent out, but uh, you know, for about <laughs> three partners before that, they did the Coastal Connection. Every guy got hurt, something broke. It was like three months in a row, three guys was like, guys, give up, you know. He was just letting him go on his own, you know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I think he went back and he ended up working for the Sheriff's Department in Alabama, where Tarzan Baxter was uh, yeah. part of the Sheriff's I'm Department. Done. But, uh, that must be the retirement for wrestlers, you know. Archie did it with the, uh, <laughs> the Mongolian Stumper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what is, uh, uh Stump gonna work for the, uh, Sheriff's Department work for the county utility or something or he's retired now oh. they, they, they actually sold and moved over he's over in atlanta georgia now oh, going to the big city you know he yeah, would uh, i gotta say he he's one guy that would go with me at 5 30 in the morning to the radio station uh, go to a middle school then a nursing home and back to a radio station then a video store and then to the matches he he never complained. Oh, yeah. he, he showed up at all. Oh, yeah. He's, he's still just like that. He's going to be on that card in Meg County on April 27th. And um, there's going to be a cage match. Bill, you probably heard of that Paul Lee over in uh, North Georgia. Who runs the big show every year. Oh, yeah. The guy who works as Slayer. That's right. That's right. Now, are you working him? Yeah, I'm working him in a cage match. And I'm going to have Carl Fergie, the referee. Johnny's watching the cage for me, and then uh, Jerry Stubbs is in Paul Lee's corner. <laughs> well, uh, that ought to be a fun night. That's about 50 miles outside of Knoxville, you say? Yeah, that's right. It's, I'd say it's right in between Knoxville and Chattanooga. Now, uh, you headed back from Florida up to Memphis and then uh, got a call to go over to USA to Knoxville. Ron Fuller's USA Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I was fortunate enough down in that UWF before I got to W.O.W. Uh, Shane Douglas and I were put together as a tag team and uh, got to you know wrestle a lot with Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. They were the uh, the top team over there. And uh, uh, when the organization was engulfed by W.C.W., Brad had told Bob about me, and Bob was the booker up there for this new territory, USA territory. And you know, Ron Fuller was the owner, and it was a good, good crew. Bill came up. Uh, yeah. You know, Gordon Soley did the announcing. I mean, all the trips were short. Uh, 
me as uh, Bob Armstrong actually called me and said, hey, you know, got a spot. You be called Davey Rich, and we're going to put you with Johnny Rich. Johnny Rich is uh, Tommy's first cousin, and uh, they'd, uh, you know, give you a guy to push. And I said, man, you know, I, you know when did I get there? So, uh, party boys. Uh, yeah, the party boys. The party boys, that's right. I forgot about that name. Yeah. Boy, were they the party boys, too. My God. You had to live the gimmick, huh? They had to live the gimmick. They did corrupt me a little bit up there. I wasn't used to all that foolishness. Now, now, you're not going to get away with, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, with that Dusty Rhodes impersonation. Uh, when yeah, the UWF man, got swallowed up. I threw my Dusty Rhodes into the Houston Summit. And, you know, Bill, it probably was a big deal Bill, you know, he runs around all those guys, but they were sold out. That Houston Summit's now Joel Osteen's church, the guy who preaches in Houston. That's his church. Now they turned it into a church. I didn't know that. So we go into the room, and Dusty's in there with ZZ Top. So, I mean, yeah. in the night, mid-80s, that was a pretty big deal, you know, with me and Shane kind of freaking out. So he, he calls us in, and he goes, Shane and David, we don't make y'all the next rock and roll that's spread all over us. You know, spreading all over But, man, we were so excited a couple of days later. And uh, it all went south. I believe it. And, and Bill probably know this better than me. I think it was called UNO Arena where they do some TV Lake taping. Lakefront Arena. Yeah. UNO Lakefront Arena. Oh, yeah. That's right. And we come pulling up. Man, there's all kind of commotion. The boys, you know. And they tell us that Eddie, Eddie Gilbert and Rick Flair got into a fight. And that, you know... Uh, Those two nice guys could get in a fight? Uh, uh, Rick Flair and Eddie Gilbert. Um, and uh, so Eddie, Eddie was the booker for us. And, you know, you know Flair, I don't guess, was the booker. But, I mean, you know, the... the he was Flair. Yeah, he was Rick Flair. That's exactly so. They basically... The ones I saw were Gary Young, Eddie, and Doug. They said, we're out of here. You know, uh, you guys can come with us and go to Memphis, or y'all can stay. So me and Shane jumped the car and followed. Oh, <laughs> baby. Davey, you left World Class uh, World Championship Wrestling and Dusty Rhodes to head down to WOW Pensacola and Rex Luther. I don't know. I'm glad somebody else made some poor decisions. Man, uh, I wouldn't change any of it, man. I really? wouldn't change any of it. We're good. Oh, no. He'll work out uh, for you. Uh, yeah, to, to, to get the team up with Johnny, I still talk with him every day. I mean, man, that dude took care of me. We had fun. You know, Bill was in that territory with us. Yeah. And actually, we, we went down to Continental, and uh, now Bill came on down there, too. I mean, I like Continental. I mean, but, you know, as Bill, as far as knowing everybody a million times, the, the territories were finished by then. I mean, it's just everybody was holding on for dear life. I guess Memphis made it more than made it longer than anybody. Well, done, yeah. And y'all went to Continental uh, and uh, think y'all worked uh, Jerry Stubbs and Dirty White Boy? Yeah, and then that uh, Master Chono. Yeah. And and uh, what, what was uh, <coughs> what was Tommy Lane's partner's name? Oh. Uh, Rock, rock and roll RPM, RPM. yeah, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think I'm as many at Mike Davis, I guess. Yeah, yeah. his last thing. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, y'all. Well, he was a maniac the whole time. Hey, Mike, I got a call. So, 
Y'all got to work the rock and roll RPMs? Or? Yeah, we, we, that's, our, that's the only team we really worked in, in USA. And then, uh, you know, had a big blow off at the end and got the belts and, and went down and uh, probably had another year run down there in Continental. Uh, you were probably at Continental when it was really uh, buying and selling, trading back and forth, and TV, and didn't know which way was coming, and probably right there at the end. You know what, Johnny was. I think Bill Bill stayed down for a little bit, but uh, uh, Bill and Adrian. Uh, yeah. I think I think that's right, right, Bill. Bill yeah. and Adrian became yeah. the babyface team, so yeah. we had like yeah, Adrian Street, so. Uh, Before you headed back to Texas? Yeah, I, 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 I was in Las Vegas, Reno, and Phoenix. You know, so now, you did do a few things, David. Uh, you uh, took time off of wrestling and got a wife, a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I lucked up, man. They, uh, she, drew the, she drew the short stick, <laughs> and I, I won her. Uh, so, uh, you won the lottery. I, I, I understand. I, I had the same feeling. Uh, now you're out of Austin, Texas, and you sell industrial pumps or something cross country. Yes, sir. Some big industrial pump packages all over the United States. I, uh, I'll be headed to Phoenix next week. I've been in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi this week, and tonight, of course, being Poplarville, <laughs> uh, Mississippi, and uh, Pearl River Junior College over there. Community College. They, I think they changed their name to community colleges now. Sound, sounds like a wrestling schedule. You stay pretty busy, but you still get back to the reunion shows? and Yeah, it, yeah, it was almost like those deal where, you know, towards the end, you know, they fly into one town and you'd hit three or four of the major towns by car and then, you know, fly, you know, fly that last town. So that's kind of what I do. You, uh, you're working that event tonight with uh, Marcus Dupree? Yep, yep. Marcus, uh, Marcus yep. will be there. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember Rex. I bet you do. You remember Blade Boudreaux? Yes, I do. Yeah. The Donnie train. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he's on the car. Hey, he worked for uh, a five star out of Vicksburg. That had a little run. Uh, uh, he, he had a little run there. But uh, yeah, he, he's always he's now his real job. He worked for the top construction company in the United States, and uh, so he uh, he's got an excellent job. I'm sure that frees him up to do, do a few shows here and there, but and he's one of, one of the few guys that left into a really good spot, so he, he's doing good. And what you told us, you were talking about earlier, something about Marcus Dupree and uh, Ken DiBiase, what were they involved in? Yeah, both, both of those guys work in 
in Jackson, Mississippi for a group called Family Spurs. Mississippi is the fattest state in the United States. They have four high school dropouts for anybody. And these guys go around and do rallies and talk to high school kids and junior high kids and uh, try to take you know, keep them in school, try to get them to, you know, to do the right things. And even like if somebody gets out of prison, they will buy them a suit and give them interview skills, you know, try to help them, you know, get on the, get on the right path. It's a, it's a big organization, you know, it's government funded, but you know, it always helps to have a name or somebody like that who can generate some enthusiasm to come speak to those kids. You said Marcus is a farmer now also? Yeah, Marcus, you know, the big uh, medical marijuana, the hemp, they're growing it. Oklahoma's one of the states that's already passed it. They're trying to get it passed in Mississippi, but uh, Mississippi's having a pretty good fight back on it. I think it's passed in Tennessee, too, but I think you got to go get a grant through a college or something. I don't know all the little rules, but uh, yeah, uh, Marcus is the president of a company called Marcus Dupree Enterprises. They, they've got four or five places growing growing out in uh, in Oklahoma right now. Well, you and Marcus behave tonight. And, uh, oh, we will. Here you good to hear your voice, Bill. Like you to too, Davey. And uh, is a party boy uh, heading back this way, moving back this part of the country, I heard? You know what? We're certainly looking. It's either going to be up there in the Memphis area or Florida. And we hopefully we'll be finding out in the next month or so. But if I come up there, y'all have to get me on some of those bird apprentice shows. They yeah. like y'all having fun. Hey, I, 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 when I talk to Bird, I'm going to throw out your name and uh, see what we got coming up and try to get our schedule. You're going to be in April 27th in Chattanooga? Yeah, it's, it's Meigs County. I think Meigs. Bill's down in Chattanooga, and I'm about 50 miles away from him. Well, man, we appreciate you, David, and uh, okay, man. look hey, forward to seeing you. All right, take care. All right. All right, David, you take care, man. Hey, David. All right. I can talk louder than you can yell. You never stuck your nose in the legion of Lucky's business. That was one of the most unethical things I've ever seen in my 50 years in wrestling. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. You never should have been in the ring with him to begin with. I told you. I told you, shut up, you might learn something. It's not Vince, it wasn't Stephanie. Hey, listen, I'm doing a podcast here, man. You need to call back in two or three hours. I'm busy. Thank you. Tell me fucking hell. Brother, you. I think Cowboy Bill Watts, that may have been his... Smartest move on the way out of the business was the, I don't know. Yeah. He he wasn't going to last anyway, and he, they were they weren't going to let him to do. No. Utilize his skills with he's he's the boss. He's not the boss, and Bill can't be second in command. So, uh, I guess he was smart enough to have a a buyout clause in the contract, and yeah, and they had to pay him. Well, he'll take that well, check back to Bixby. One of them secretaries, a big fat bitch, that'll get you fired from Ted Turner. That's a pretty good start, wasn't it? That yeah, was it. He was probably uh, well equipped to get himself fired, wasn't he? He didn't have to work too hard. I told the lady, you keep your big fat ass at your desk unless I tell you to move. Well, you can't say that during the broadcasting. But he knew that. Yeah, he didn't, uh, he probably didn't interview for a, a human resources job directly after that. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there's another one. I like Watson. He had his own way of doing things. And if you, if you, he made the rules, and if you stuck by him, you had no problems. I mean, it, it's his company. And if he wants you to be there at eight o'clock, be there. If he wants you to be there at seven, be there. And how hard is that? If you Not say that I'm, hard. I'm going to get paid, I'm right. showing up for it. Then you go go to your regular job if you have one. I mean, if you drive a truck, you go start at some time in the day. And was that? Uh, I guess that would be harder to fit into uh, WCW and. Um not calling somebody a fat bitch or not running your car into the back of somebody or was uh, that a culture shock to most of the guys to kind of fit into some kind of structure? Oh, but you're talking about the boys? Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you've got a lot more eyes on you, a lot well, the internet and uh, yeah. sponsors. And uh, it's not uh, Joe Bob's barbecue sponsoring and it's, you know, Coca-Cola or a major yeah. sponsor that's oh, going to yeah. pull the ads. Different thing, yeah. But it was all new when I was over there. It was all just starting. So everybody's eyes was wide. Yeah, you know. And you knew who the stars were, and the bigger you was, structure-wise, the more they were going to use you. That's what they thought wrestlers were. So I, I, I believe you got tired of hearing whatever they had to say and uh, just hung up on whoever it was. Yeah, it was uh, one of the companies wanted to get my opinion on the upcoming elections. Okay. You know, nothing about politics. We're talking about wrestling here, mate. Um, did you? Uh, we had talked about Lawler's characters, comic book monsters, and oh, he loved all that shit. When when Lawler was the booker, the more monsters showed up on Memphis TV. Then, uh, how'd you like working those guys? I know they ended up to him, but they had to. Well, that was the idea. Instead of here's the other thing that that. Bill Dundee never ever got or got his wires crossed. I knew why I was here, not when we first got here, but when Lawler took over and he did his thing and he would book me with the monster, I knew who was winning and I knew what was going to happen to the monster. He was getting so Lawler, you know what I mean? And that was good. You got a big, bigger payoff when it sold out. So. I had no pr problem doing that, but yeah, I. There I, could be no big payoff if you didn't play right, your part and set right, it up, right. make it mean something. All right, if you're all out there and you're looking for a new roof, why don't you give Baker Roofing a call at 901 574 7775? And if you call that number, tell them the superstar told you to call, you'll get 10% off your new roof. Hello, this is Rex Luther. I'd like to thank all of you for supporting the Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories podcast. Just to give you an idea on some projects that we're working on, we've got lined up major AWA superstar, as well as a former United States heavyweight champion, and a two-time former NWA world heavyweight champion. Also, this is going to be a hot one, the wives of wrestling. So just to give you an idea, stick around, keep following the Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories podcast. We thank you. All right, for all you chicken breeders out there, if you're looking for new chicken coops, you call Chicken Partners at telephone 336-391-9773, and you will get a hell of a deal, and you'll get 10% off, and tell them the superstar told you to call. Dustin? What's going on, guys? Thank hey. you.
just me and you for a minute. Uh, Bill's taking care of something. He'll join us shortly. Um, I know you've got some big news, but I'd like to take you back to the beginning. Okay. Tell me, tell me, uh, did you, you grow up around uh, Memphis area, North Mississippi? Well, I, absolutely. Memphis, Tennessee, man, born and raised. And we grew up on Memphis wrestling. And okay. even when we went on vacation, we would go to Florida for vacation for the entire summer. And we had to make sure that our parents recorded Memphis wrestling so we can get all caught up on USWA when we got back in town. So we were diehard. My family took us to Monday nights, uh, Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, I was actually there in attendance with my uncle and my mom. Uh, May 9th, 1988, when Jerry Lawler defeated Kurt Henning for the AWA World Championship. Wow. And Jackie Fargo was special referee. And uh, as a kid, I remember walking through the concourse of Mid-South Coliseum, and I had a Jerry Lawler T-shirt on that hung down to my knees. It was probably like <laughs> my dad's shirt or something. And we would always run into you know various wrestlers on the concourse. And that night, of course, I had to run into superstar Bill Dundee, just a kid, probably less than 10 years old. And he, he looked at me, he stopped, and I was starstruck, pun intended. And uh, <laughs> he goes, hey, kid, where the hell did you get that T-shirt from? And I thought, oh, no, Bill Dundee caught me in a Jerry Lawler T-shirt. <laughs> but we, we grew up in Memphis, man, and we uh, were diehard wrestling fans the whole time. There was never, ever a doubt of what I wanted to do when I grew up. And it wasn't like WWF or WWE, like, no. I wanted to work with Lance and Dave and the superstar and the king and, and Memphis now, wrestling. Uh, we crossed paths uh, in the early 90s, and um, you were just setting out on your journey. You weren't quite the uh, sculptured bodybuilder that I think <laughs> I was quite surprised about two years later, uh, who is this, Mr. Tennessee? That's not the same kid. No way. <laughs> How did you uh, head toward bodybuilding? Well, the story that you're talking about, I think, was late 90s, early 2000s. That's when I started. And uh, I ran into you at a restaurant. And I can tell this story. This is funny. This is funny to me. Um, I was waiting tables at a barbecue joint. And I believe you hired me for the job, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, uh, so, mm-hmm. And um, I think you said, uh, hey, how do I, we started talking about wrestling and uh, I had a few names and numbers, and I passed them along. I don't know that they ever worked out for you, man. Oh, I don't know. Direction. <laughs> I remember you and I caught up about this just a couple of months ago. I think you told Maria. And um, I remember waiting tables at the barbecue joint, probably weighed 150 pounds. I just started wrestling, maybe 17 years old. And um, a group of uh, ladies recognized me from a wrestling match in Corinth, Mississippi. And I thought, oh, no, like, I can't have wrestling fans seeing me wait tables. <laughs> so yeah. I, had to, I had to change jobs and do something else because I didn't want to ever be recognized serving tables. But anyways, fast forward all those years later, I basically grew up, you know, from age 15 training um, in the wrestling business and kind of grew up in the business in locker rooms and things like that and saw how guys trained and how guys ate and um, eventually, you know, I was in the gym even back then. It just takes a really long time. So anybody listening that's like, oh, man, I can't get the results. You got to keep grinding. And eventually, 
Yeah, eventually, you know, just learning different things, believe it or not, in wrestling, my little stint in WWE, I saw how they packed their meals and went on the road and ate and trained and, you know, there was no break from it. And so I just tried to take every little thing that I could to make myself better. So when I left there um, in WWE in 2010, I started doing bodybuilding. Uh, my, my trainer at the time was the Spellbinder. Talk about Memphis wrestling. And uh, yeah, he coached me to win. I won maybe three or four contests in a row. And, and I won back-to-back Mr. Tennessee men's physique in 2012 and 2013. And uh, yep, Del Rios, the Spellbinder, he trained me for those. But that's how I ended up getting into bodybuilding. And um, Now, did he have uh, – who, how did you get the uh, training for wrestling? Well, cool? I actually – well, this was this was back when back when you and I met in the um, late '90s, early 2000s. I, I just called the TV station man and I asked, "Hey, I want to be a wrestler. How do I do it?" And they gave me a phone number, and I had no idea what it was, uh, but it ended up being Randy Hales's phone number. And I was on his podcast recently, and and we were kind of looking back at that, but. He gave me a phone number to the outlaw Don Bass, and I just kept calling numbers, man, until I found it. And um, my mom, at, at 15 years old, drove me out to Arkansas and uh, trained with the outlaw Don Bass for a couple of years. My goodness. Um, yeah, so I trained for a couple of years because I was so young and so small, and, you know, I just had to, I just had to gain some weight. I had to be legal, <laughs> legal age to wrestle. And I think I did end up wrestling before I was 18 anyway. I know I had my first match at 17 years old. And where and who was that? That was against Jet Logan. And it was in Arkansas, just a real small town in Arkansas. And I remember we went a 10-minute Broadway, so it was a tie. Good. But I ended up slipping over in the end because they didn't ring the bell. They finished counting the three, and I picked up the victory in my first uh, match. (laughs) Good deal. Well, uh, how did you – find your way to to the Memphis scene well the outlaw Don Bass his training school was uh, the power pro training center and it was also the outlaw school of wrestling so they would throw his phone number up and and plug his wrestling school and I know Blade Boudreaux Derek King just various um, Lance Jade various guys that were working on the power pro Memphis television show on channel five they either were trained by Don Bass or had you know somehow had a relationship with Don Bass Bill Dundee was a big trainer back then, too. He trained guys like Kevin White. I know he worked a lot with Derek King. So, um, anyway, so that's kind of how when Randy directed me to uh, Don Bass's school, we immediately started setting up the ring at Channel 5 every Saturday. And uh, we were there just in case they needed anything for dark matches. I mean, we were hungry, man. We showed up. We busted our butts to set those rings up. We, I know myself, I was like, anything that I could – you know, learn in any setting. Right I was way. trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows. Now, uh, how did you uh, find your way to the uh, WWE training facility in Florida? It took a long time, a lot of hard work. I felt like in 2008 that I had a window of opportunity, and I can't even really explain it to you. But from 2008 and 2009, I felt like I had a chance because they knew my name. They had seen me several times. I was constantly getting booked when they were in Little Rock, Nashville, Memphis, Tupelo. If they were anywhere close, and man, they even booked me in Oklahoma. And um, I would do various shots for them pretty regularly. And um, I asked for it. I told them I'm ready to go full time. 
And one, one funny story that I've told a couple of times is um, the, the guy at Talent Relations, uh, John Laurinaitis, when I asked him for a job, he said, what does Dustin Starr have that nobody else has? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got heart. I've got desire. He goes, no, 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 no. Everybody has that. What do you have that John Cena doesn't have or that Randy Orton doesn't have? And quick thinking, I said, well, I've got a pretty cool haircut. And they don't. And I pointed to my hair. I swear to God, Rex. He started laughing. And he said, all right, we'll take a look at you tomorrow. And I had everybody around the ring watching me just because of that joke I told in that situation. No pressure. (laughs) Absolutely. And so, yeah, so eventually. Pretty cool hair, you say. (laughs) Well, back then it was kind of like a mohawk, but it wasn't really a mohawk. It was just getting, getting started. But, um, you know, um, that, that was cool. So then after that, I went and did a camp for them. And then I was booked on the Royal Rumble, Raw, and SmackDown in 2010. So it was a back-to-back-to-back shot. And that week, I ended up getting signed. Good deal. And uh, uh, things were better for you to uh, come back and create a career in media here in Memphis at that time? Well, when I came back, I really didn't think I would do a whole lot of wrestling, to be honest with you. I got into the bodybuilding, and eventually that made me want to get back in the ring because I I felt like I was in tip-top shape. And then other opportunities came up to MC hockey games, and then that transitioned into working a little bit with the Grizzlies and um, being on radio. than anybody that I know. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Grizzlies, Redbirds, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You should see the calendar for next week. Next week is going to be really exciting. <laughs> now, uh, you've got uh, some exciting things coming up on that calendar on April 6th. What's going on there? Oh, man, the United Wrestling Network is partnering with us and CW30. We are bringing championship wrestling presented by Pro Shingle back Saturday mornings at noon every Saturday, and it premieres on April 6th. This has been two years in the making, and and looking back and telling all these stories, really, at an early age, I was learning this stuff that I would eventually use 30 years later, (laughs) but I had no idea of it back then, you know, and so, uh, yeah, building, building the strong foundation. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, um, you want to let us know any kind of, uh, are are you going to have any dates as far as, uh, running towns in the area or is that a little ways off getting the TV in? It's, yeah, it's a little ways off. We've discussed a couple of live events already. It's not really a wrestling show, but it's a a wrestling uh, event. We've discussed some of that stuff, but it'll be six months, a year down the line, probably before we do a live event. I mean, we want to really establish that we are back on Saturdays and establish that television program. And then of course, just like in the old days, we can use that as a platform to let all the wrestling fans where you know where to go, let them know where to go for these different events. Like uh, this Saturday is Grind City WrestleMania, so the Grizzlies have a big wrestling night. Um, things like that we want to feature on our television show, um, as well as a partnership with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. The product is very very good, so we're going to follow that product on our television show, and then myself and Maria will host from the desk. And uh, I know, you know, some people, um, you know, they miss that studio wrestling. Well, ours is going to have a studio feel because some of it will be shot in studio. But the days of setting up the ring in the studio and having a live audience and all that kind of stuff, unfortunately, I don't know that those days will ever happen again. 
Olam. Yeah. I, I lost you for just a second. I got you Okay. Now. Hey, uh, Dustin, Superstar just walked in. Uh, Superstar! Bill, just going over um, championship wrestling, April 6th at noon. He's got it back on Memphis TV, CW30. Okay, that's the channel Lawler was on, right? Yeah, Lawler's actually on 11 and you're on that, that's right. Tagging up. Yep. That's exactly right. So from um, at 11 a.m. every Saturday for about the last year, Jerry Lawler's classic Memphis wrestling comes on and uh, Superstar has been on that show. They take a look at some old classic footage and they do some commentary on top of it, give a little bit of insight. That's one full hour. And then at 12 o'clock, we'll have championship wrestling presented by Pro Shingle. Myself and Maria is going to host an hour brand new wrestling every single Saturday and it'll complete a two hour block of wrestling on CW30. Man, how cool is that? Hey, uh, Dustin, uh, you want to let out any uh, plans as far as your uh, crew? Or... Yes, yeah, so the guys from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, um, they've produced over 400 episodes of original content. They've been in business for over eight years. They're syndicated across over 100 different stations across the United States. A lot of those are CW stations. And so... Uh, Maria and I will host from the desk and we'll have some guests and local content there, but then also we'll go to the ring and that's where we'll go to the studio in LA uh, for the championship wrestling from Hollywood. And they've got some of the best independent talent that's out there. A lot of guys that you have seen in WWE or one day you'll see in WWE. Hey, uh, Bill, we were just, uh, I was running back down uh, memory lane and uh, Dustin was talking about uh, starting his wrestling career and, uh, setting up the rings at Channel 5 and uh, kind of wrestling town to town and doing it the, the old-fashioned way and building up from the bottom. Um, he said he ran across you at about 10 years <laughs> old at the Coliseum, the night Lawler won the AWA World Belt, but he had a Lawler shirt on when he met you. And, oh, uh, that wouldn't have went over good with me back uh, then. Still didn't go over good with me. <laughs> well, you know, when he, when he did this press release for the championship wrestling, uh, he didn't have a Lawler shirt on that day. Superstar. Absolutely. I had, yeah, that's exactly right. I had the superstar Bill Dundee. Now, Dustin, yep. uh, just a few years ago, uh, I was uh, sitting front row at the Minglewood Hall and um, I was watching you and Superstar go at yeah. it. How was that? Oh, man, that was incredible. I mean, I was just telling you, you know, growing up, we never missed a, a Saturday of wrestling, we never missed a Monday of wrestling. And a lot of that was watching Superstar Bill Dundee. And so for us to be able to work together, and we did some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, I've thrown coffee on Bill. Maria interrupted his radio program live and slapped him. I mean, we fought in the parking lot. We fought at Mingo Wood Hall. I think there for a minute, Bill, we were fighting every weekend in a different town somewhere. (laughs) That was the good old Memphis days, and that was what we did back from – I came here in 75, so 75 to 95, that was the kind of wrestling I was used to. Yeah, and the difference is, is you, had, you had a TV that uh, a lot of people could, you know, watch and, and follow the program. And you and I, just a couple of years ago, we used social media. So we used YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and that was all we had. And bookers from, you know, Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, they wanted to book me versus you. And, and, and for, the people were so hungry for it that they found you on YouTube or wherever you were. Right, and, right. And followed the uh, wrestling around in the grass and Maria slapping and. Everything. <laughs> Here's the thing that was different from you, Dustin, and most of the other guys that were starting back then. 
you mm. understood what this business was about and how we did it back in the good old days. And that was the part that worked the best. You understood what this business was about. And Maria did too. You knew how to get heat. She knew how to get heat. And without heat, you can't be the bad guy. So they have to love the good guy and dislike the bad guy. And Lawler had that ability to make him like him when he wanted it or make him hate him when he wanted it. And I was pretty fair at it too. So you was the throwback I saw coming up from the, that generation. I mean, it had kind of skipped one and here you come and it was just, you know, you, you knew what old time Memphis wrestling was about. Oh man, I was there as a kid. I was there watching. I never missed the show. I still watch, you know, between WWE Network and YouTube. Um, I watch, you know, classic Memphis stuff now. I watch Jerry, even some of Lawler's reruns on his classic Memphis wrestling show. I still watch those because I like to see you guys talking about it. I like to see Dave Brown, which, by the way, last night was super cool um, at FedEx Forum. I was commentating a match. Uh, Buff Bagwell versus Jerry Lawler. I was side by side with Dave Brown. Man, that's a bucket list. That's like getting in the ring with you. That's bucket list for me. So I, I'm serious, man. That, what, I'm serious. That, I grew up watching it, and so I'm able to, you know, try to. If he could go back, Dustin, and talk to that ten year old kid, he wouldn't believe any of this. No, he no would. Way. No, he would not. Man, his wildest dreams. Well, but um, I've been very Couldn't fortunate. Could have happened to a nicer guy. And I we certainly it. appreciate you you joining us here on, on Bill's podcast. And uh, you want to let everybody know uh, the launch date for your championship wrestling one more yes. time where they can find you? Absolutely. Championship wrestling presented by Pro Shingle premieres April 6th at noon on CW30. And then also it's going to premiere in the Jackson, Tennessee market on CW39. We have a midnight time slot there. Um, you can catch all the latest news and info at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. At the very bottom, there's a spot where you just type in your email address. We're not going to spam you, but we're going to keep you updated on different videos and the latest on the launch and all that good stuff. And then you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, at CW30Wrestling. And then also we have a YouTube channel as well. And there's a superstar Bill Dundee interview on there where he was talking about the premiere. You guys, I appreciate you for talking about it and letting the fans know about it. And I just want you to know, Bill Dundee, I want you to come on set with me and Maria at some point. We're going to send you an invitation, all right? All right, brother. I will be there. Hey, uh, and uh, um, the whole town's talking, and uh, April 6th is going to be a big day. And I'll certainly be tuning in, and uh, we appreciate you, Dustin. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Us. Thank you. See you, superstar. Right, love to the lovely Maria from us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, Dustin. Uh-huh. All right, that's that's good. We appreciate you, man. Cool. Um, hey, thank you guys, man. Um I think it uh went pretty well and uh that'll go out on Monday and okay. or send it to the link and share it to your uh championship wrestling page. I'll put I'll put it on everything I can. All right. I'll share thanks. it out. Thanks a lot, Dustin. All right, thanks guys. Thanks, bye.